Hey, hey, we're your hosts. I'm Charlotte. And I'm Jonathan. And we believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give to yourself is the gift of wholeness through integrating all aspects of what it means to be human. And in this podcast, we're bringing you insight, information, and inspiration to move from a stressful to stress-free life. Your journey to becoming even healthier and happier starts right now. Welcome to Wellness Theory, the podcast. So welcome to today's show, everyone. And today we have Mariska Nell on the show, who is a climate activist who is championing zero waste, an artist turning trash into treasure, and the host of the Mama Earth Talk podcast. Now, Mariska was re- uh, selected as one of the 12 environmental thought leaders in the UAE, and her mission is to create awareness around waste and to change our perception of waste from something that we just throw away to a resource that is misplaced. She provides tips and advice for living a zero waste life and turning trash into treasure through her blog, her podcast, her YouTube channel, and her social media channel. So many channels there to look, to look at. So welcome to the show, Mariska. Thank you for joining us. It's great to have you here. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for having me, guys. It's so great to have you here. It's so, so good. I'm really excited to have this conversation. And I know some of our listeners might be kind of hearing that intro and thinking, oh, that's that's maybe a bit different because obviously, you know, we're talking about zero waste and sustainability. Um, and obviously the theme of our podcast is very much around stress. But one of the reasons why we're so interested in having you on the show is because we truly believe that sometimes the stress that we experience on the inside is reflected on the outside, right? And I think we're seeing that more and more in the world today with the state of it, right? So I'm really, really excited to, to really hear a bit more about your backstory and then get into really like what it is you're up to in the world. So if you want to maybe just introduce yourself for, for our listeners, that'd be amazing. Yeah, so um, as Jonathan was saying, like I'm not a scar and I'm originally from South Africa um, and I've kind of lived all over the world. Uh, I spent quite a few years in the Middle East as well as in Australia where I'm currently And I absolutely love traveling and experiencing new, you know, countries and cultures. So I kind of call, like to call the world my home now at the moment. Um, So I am actually an artivist, I would say, you know, it's like an artist, but also like an activist and an environmentalist, like all all just like mushed into one. Um, And yeah, basically what I love doing is to create um, artwork from what people would consider waste. So I take that trash and I literally turn it into treasure. So I do a lot of different um, art pieces like um, sculptures, I do canvases and the whole theme um, like kind of behind my artwork is very like sustainability driven. So each one's got like a particular message that I wanna kind of, you know, portray through and, you know, create and spread more awareness through that as well. And I'm also doing um, like some of my canvases are being turned into digital art pieces as well. That is now part of NFTs as well to kind of spread that message on on that platforms as well. So that's like kind of me in a nutshell. (laughs) And the podcast as well. (laughs) As you mentioned, the podcast as well, which is all about sustainability as well. I love it. What I really love is there's just so many facets to what you do. And you can clearly see that it's, these are things that you're passionate about, that you just completely embodied and then turned really your whole profession and, and life into the, just this beautiful expression, which I think is fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's 
it's just made like one thing that you I know you've done that you I just want to touch on that you um, left out there, which is you climbed Kilimanjaro. Uh, you said the world is your home. So Kilimanjaro <laughs> was part of that home as well, which is amazing because that's something that obviously we're looking at doing um, in a few years time. Oh, and it's fantastic. I bet like what what did it feel like being at the top like, and just looking out over all that beauty? Oh, it's it's like kind of I'm getting like chills just yeah. kind of thinking back about that. And I mean, that kind of journey for me with Kilimanjaro is really, I would say, one of those things that kind of got me also to where I am today. Um, because like climbing Kilimanjaro has always been kind of on my bucket list. Um, like I had this whole list of things to do before I was 30. And um, so when I was about 29, <laughs> the clock was ticking. And I kind of went through quite a lot of stuff um, at that particular point. Like I had my father passed away and I had like one of my really close friends being diagnosed with cancer. And I just decided, you know, geez, like, let me take a step back and let me think about what is important. And then I remembered, you know, I always wanted to do this. So let me do that. Like literally that same day, I emailed a tour, like a tour guide or walking guide. And I said, listen, I'm in, when are we going? And it's, it was challenging, I would not lie. Like, honestly, it was probably the hardest thing that I've ever done. I was not really fit at that point. And um, it was such an amazing journey because I had quite a few people that said, oh, you know, we'll climb it with you and we'll do it with you. And I think the trip was probably about three months or four months from the day that day. And um, everyone kind of backed out. And I was like, well, I'm not backing out. I want to do this. And it was just phenomenal. Like, honestly, when when you kind of go on that route and it's like, it just feels surreal because you go, you start kind of the route we did. You start in the forest kind of uh, scenery and then you go and like, as the altitude gets higher, there's obviously less stuff. And when, you know, you start your summit for the, or well, the climb for the summit, it's like, you know, you go, I think we went probably just after midnight and we reach around seven o'clock in the morning, but it's like climbing, 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 climbing. And when you reach that top, like I honestly, I, I just can't explain it. It was just phenomenal, you know, like, you know, standing there, you're at the highest point of Africa. I mean, I was born in Africa and there I am, you know, I'm literally on top of Africa and you just look at that. And that's when I kind of realized as well, you know, you see this and I'm like, well, we still have this in like, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, will someone have be able to have that experience that I've just had? So that kind of, you know, just drove me even more because it's like, honestly, one of the best feelings to like think that you've climbed that mountain and you've conquered it and like, you know, you've re reached the top. So yeah, it, it was, it was phenomenal. Oh, I want to go now. Uh, amazing. I knew you were going to say that. I I, go watch this space. I yeah. have a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe do what you ended up doing. Just email somebody <laughs> today. Um, let's have some patience. Yes. Uh, so um, you mentioned there, obviously, to some really challenging times as well. Like that passing away, yeah. diagnosis, you know, many people deal with those situations obviously in in unique ways and for you obviously killing, uh, climbing Kilimanjaro was, was, a, was a part of that for you is what what do you think really like triggered you to make that decision to do that and was there anything else that really helped you get through those challenging times that you think would be really powerful for our listeners to hear 
Yeah, well, I think, you know, at that point, um, what kind of got me there was think, was kind of seeing how precious life is and that, you know, you can always have these dreams and, you know, kind of some people will always sit and daydream and think, oh, you know, I would love to do that one day and one day. And, you know, I just realized that why isn't one day today? And, you know, why don't we start making those dreams happen? So, um, so it was just like that trigger point. And it's been one of those things that I've kind of, you know, kind of stuck, uh, like kind of stood with me, that, you know, if there is something that you want to do, life is so short, and it's so precious that, you know, you don't know if you're going to be able to do that tomorrow, or if the loved ones that you're going to do it with is going to be able to share that moment with you. So, you know, do it. If you want to do something, do it. And, you know, don't worry about failing. Don't worry about, you know, not doing it at the best. Just give it a, give it a go. Give it your all. And um, it was probably about a week after I summited Kilimanjaro that I visited a very dear friend in um, South Africa at his art studio. So at that, this point in my life, I was still an interior designer in Dubai, you know, not being an artist as I am today. And, you know, as we were sitting in, in his studio, he just said to me, you know, Mariska, at some point in your life, you need to do what you love and love what you do. And then I was like, okay, I've had all this clarity of this mountain, this like fresh air. And that was the first time that I realized, you know, I'm, I'm really not happy with the job that I'm in. It's like, you know, some sort of like toxic environment and I just need to get out there and I typed up my resignation and I handed it in and you know the rest is kind of history because you know you can either stay in that position or you can move forward and you know try and do what it is that you love and to be able to do that every single day. Wow, that's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. And Inspiring. Very, I, have a, yeah. I have a feeling somebody's going to be like, oh, do you know what? Yeah, I'm just going to type up my resignation. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You go do what I want right now. And the funny thing, that, that took you into that path of sustainability and zero waste, um, which is what you're very passionate about now. So tell us a bit more about that, 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 that uh, your message of sustainability. Why is that so important? Um, and why? Well, why is that so important to, to, to our listeners to hear this? Yeah, I mean, kind of, I, I've always been into art. Um, I mean, you know, even when I studied interior design, I had a lot of art like subjects and things in my um, course. So when, when I decided to kind of, you know, take this leap, there was um, a couple of months before where I, funny enough, was standing and making a coffee and um, used one of those single-use coffee capsules, which, you know, now I don't use anymore. <laughs> but as I looked at that color, I was like, wow, you know, this is really beautiful. It's like such an amazing color. And, you know, it came, I made the coffee. And at that point, like when I wanted to lift up the thing, it was like full. And I was like, oh, I'm faced with a choice. You know, what do I do? Do I just like throw it away? Like I've done so many times before, you know, do we recycle it? Do or is there an option three? Like, is there a way that I can actually give this coffee capsule a, you know, second chance in life? Like it's given me my caffeine fix for the day. Like maybe I can do something as well. And that's when I started digging deeper into why are these coffee capsules made with these materials? Like, how do you recycle it? Like, what is it doing to the environment? So I kind of did a real deep dive in it. 
And I started saving them and saving them and just like saving them. And I had so many that I created my first um, like coffee addiction lab. So that was created with about 900 uh, coffee capsules or 913, I think to be exact. And um, so with that, I, I just really wanted to, you know, show people what can be done with basically trash and also for people to start that conversation because a lot of people would look at the pieces and be like oh this is beautiful like and when they come closer they're like whoa is this an espresso or is that your coffee capsules or what is that and you know so kind of to have that conversation and to further you know talk about the sustainability aspect so then that kind of just like led from coffee capsules into single use uh, single use plastic water bottles and it just continued and continued. So there's quite a lot of materials that I actually work with now. I love that so much. <laughs> when um, so so with the, the the trash specifically, was it just that moment of curiosity um, that really suddenly drove you towards that that mission, or is there any other kind of reason or any other deep motivation behind why sustainability is so important for you personally? Yeah, well, I think it's it's kind of a, a combination of discovering how bad our single use habits is to the environment, because that was something that I've never really considered up until that moment. And then, you know, kind of, you know, fast forward a few months when I just like finished summiting Kilimanjaro and you experience this like pristine nature and you know I absolutely love going for walks on the beach and you know to be able to uh, have clean beaches and you know so all of that kind of tied in together but that like that aha moment kind of you know was when I discovered how harmful my habits like just my day-to-day -day was to the environment and that's when I kind of realized okay you know, I, I know I can't change the whole world, but I can start with something, you know, in our house and, you know, start with my own life and see, you know, how that can grow as well. And look at where that's led you. Like you're leading the way with innovation <laughs> and art and expression and starting conversations. And that's so, so powerful. It really is. That's true leadership in my eyes, 100%. Absolutely. Well, you like, you've done something amazing like so powerful in 2018 where you took trash to the streets of the uae i when i read that i was like you wore all the trash you generated um for everyone to see was sort of creating this little buzz around people asking questions about waste and wanting to know how they can reduce it like what what made you do that what inspired you to do something so profound yeah, so I got a lot of people kind of, you know, looking at my lifestyle back then and like, oh, you know, you don't use a lot of stuff, but you know, you're only one person, like, honestly, what difference does that make? And um, so me and a very dear friend of mine, Marita Peters, um, we decided, listen, let's like, take that on, let's show people exactly what one person can do. So what we did is um, we did the 30 day challenge and we were also inspired by environmentalist uh, Rob Greenfield because he did this challenge in New York. So we were in talks with him saying, you know, how can we do it in Dubai? And um, so we decided to do it to people. So Marita was living like a more conscientious life. Um, so she kind of, you know, refused single use plastic. She changed a bit how she shopped, you know, using her reusable bags and like saying no to straws 
Whereas I literally lived like the average person. And that was so hard for me, you know, going from being sustainable and now I have to be like the average person. And I was literally like going into the mall and asking people, hey, what are you having for lunch? And people would be like, oh, we're having McDonald's and I'm having Coke and I'm having this and this and this. And I'm like, okay, cool, I'll have that too. And so I really tried to be like the average person. And in 30 days, so obviously Marita was living her like conscientious life. I was just the average person. And it like you could see every day how much like waste I added on and added on and she barely added on anything. And in um, at the end of the 30 days, I had about 65 kilograms of waste that I was like carrying around, whereas Marita was about five kilograms. So, I mean, she didn't do absolutely zero waste, but you know, she did like a really good job for someone just making a few, few wow. changes. So you could see the difference. I mean, I was like hovering, it was almost like four um, massive like plastic bags that I had with me and I had my dress that was full of trash and I had to go to physio because I literally broke my back almost, you know, carrying oh the world. <laughs> And, um, and yeah, so, so that really gave people a clear perspective of what one month, one person can do. And I mean, it, it doesn't always seem like a lot, but if you add that up, that's quite a lot. And if you've got a household of four people, you know, multiply that with four and multiply that with 12 for like the whole year. And it's just phenomenal what just a few changes can make. So um, I mean, I got so many questions from people all over because I literally went in the shopping centers like with that, you know, the, <laughs> the security guards were just like, oh, ma'am, I don't think you can come in here. And I was like, this is a dress. It's fashion. You know, it's like the latest trend. And I, it did. It, it was OK, like the first couple of um, like days. But when it came like really big, like everyone was just like, oh, I don't know. I went to Comic-Con with my full trash suit and like everyone thought I was like the coolest, like superhero, the trash lady that came to clean the city. And I was <laughs> like, oh gosh. So yeah, it was quite a fun project. <laughs> Sounds awesome. It does. It does. And I just, I, I just love the idea of the ripple effect that that has had for other people that saw you doing that that you got to engage with their people that are hearing the story back now and how they're then kind of mirroring that now in their own lives and thinking okay well how do I do that right so here's the thing like obviously you know this podcast is stress relief in your pocket right so a lot of our listeners are tend to struggle or they're on a wellness journey to live their healthiest best life so that they can do even more good in the world that's that's kind of our community base and it can be really challenging sometimes when we get stuck in our in our own little world and we maybe feel a bit disconnected from maybe the bigger picture of, of our impact on the world at times. What do you say to somebody that maybe is stressed out but really does want to make a difference? Like, what do you say to somebody like that? Um, I always kind of just give the advice to, um, to do whatever it is that you feel comfortable with and, um, you know, start with small steps that you can actually manage because when you actually realize, okay, you know, everything is going wrong, you know, we've got this climate crisis, we've got so many issues, we need to clean up our act and a lot of the times like you feel like, okay, I have to do everything 
and in and that just stressed you out even more and then by wanting to do everything you kind of go to doing nothing because then it becomes too hard and then you're just like oh you know what I'm just going to give up it's it's way too hard let someone else do that so I would just definitely say you know pick one thing and just like make that a habit and it's always great to kind of connect one habit with another habit you know so that you kind of build up on that and um, like if your listeners want to like download, I've got a free like beginner's guide guide, like um, a free beginner's guide way. Uh, oh, I can't even say that free beginner's guide to weight free living. And that just basically has like nine easy tips to get people started that just wants to start on this journey. And I mean, you don't have to go and zero waste your entire house, but you can start making differences. So, you know, if you want to buy a new toothbrush, like maybe take a bamboo toothbrush instead of the normal plastic one. That's one thing that you've you've got. Um, if you need to buy new um, razors, maybe invest in something that's got a little bit more sustainable, like those old school uh, razors, you know, or you can even like something really simple. If you going out for a drink, you know, just like tell the people no straw, because I mean, it's so obvious we can all or most of us can drink out of a glass. We don't need a straw. So that's just by, you know, doing small things. And I mean, taking your own bag to the grocery store. So once you've got that one thing and you're, you're confident, you know, you've got this habit nailed down, then move on to the second one. And, you know, again, once you've got that, move on to the third and, and continue like that, because that's the only way how I feel, you know, people that's gone on to this journey will actually stay on this journey. Because, you know, I've had a friend that went totally plastic free um, overnight and <laughs> that was super hard for her. Like she really, really struggled. And I was like, I wouldn't recommend that to anyone, you know, but just do what it is that you can. Like if you go to the farmer's market instead of the regular store, you will see that, you know, so many um, stuff is package free. So you don't need to worry about that extra packaging, but there's definitely options. I mean, when we go and get takeout now, I bring my own containers and they just kind of put it in. And, you know, sometimes it's just having that conversation and, you know, a lot of places are like, oh, wow, I didn't know that's actually doable. Like, Maybe we should tell our customers, especially the regular ones, to do that as well, because, you know, they save money on that as well. So um, it's like a win-win for everyone. I love uh, that. Yeah. That's, that's what that's, we did. Yeah, yeah I was just going to say that. That is exactly how we started. Um, <laughs> Wait, what did we start with first? The plastic think, bags? Yeah, plastic bags. We got, yeah, so we got reusable, obviously, bags that we kept taking to the, uh, to the shops. Plastic bottles. Yeah, we got um, get rid of plastic bottles. Um, and then mm. toothbrushes. toothbrushes, so we yeah, so we switched to, to uh, bamboo toothbrushes, same as cosmetics. Mm -hmm. um, it had to be obviously biodegradable or um, recyclable or gla obviously or glass containers, so yeah. reusable, refillable. Um, yeah, so we just kept going. Like you said, we started with one thing, and then we found something else that we can. Okay, let's try something else now. Let's try this, and we just kept stacking that on top, and it just kept building out. So, like it's still now, there's still things that especially where we are, it's a struggle to change um, everything when it comes to getting rid of plastic completely. Yeah. But we try to be as conscious as we can of reducing the amount that we use. Like you said, like when you've done that, um, when you when you and your friend wore, wore trash 
um, in, in Dubai, in the UAE, you had about 65 kilos, your friend had five kilos. That was just two people. Like that's a 60 kilogram exactly. difference between for one person. That's you, that's 60, yeah. But that's crazy. Just like everyone just became more conscious. Like you said, it don't have to, don't have to go like from one extreme to the next and go completely 100% um, yeah. free or sustainable like straight away. Cause like you said, it can be very, very difficult and challenging to fit that into your life. But even just reducing it, it makes such a huge difference. And everyone followed that, the principle. Just imagine the tons and tons of waste that will, that will stop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Crazy. exactly. And I feel a lot of people um, kind of think, you know, if you want to live more sustainably, it's really, it's more expensive. Right. But, um, you know, funny enough, like me and my husband, we were actually, you know, going through budget stuff and, you know, um, talking about some of the things and like, you know, we use like a crystal deodorant, um, like roll on thing. And yeah, it is quite expensive when you initially buy it. I think it's like $28 or something, but that literally lasts both yeah. of us for one year. So, you know, if you, if you see how many other stuff, you know, you kind of have to buy within that time, if you weren't using that, that would really quickly add up to that. And, you know, so many things that, um, that we use, yeah, you do kind of invest in a bigger or a better quality product. I mean, like my water bottle, I've had the same water bottle since like 2018. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's still perfect. I still use it. So, um, you know, instead of buying something that's not really a fit for purpose, and you have to replace it so often or then you just decide oh I'll just use single use you know who cares so I definitely think in if you if you start adding up you'll see it, it's just like gonna save you so much money as well absolutely yeah, 100% one of the things I just remembered that we did when we first come to Thailand um is we we just thought okay conscious tourism like what does that look like and that was when we started to think okay well street food in thailand you get plastic with everything right like plastic oh, bag yeah. plastic cutlery yeah. plastic containers yeah. it's literally it's like we for the first time we're like what is what we can't keep doing this this is insane um so we we went back didn't we like the next day yeah. with our containers yeah, we always they, brought some lunch boxes so from the, oh that's <laughs> lovely and then we're back and said okay put it in here that, no, 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 no bag. No, no, no. Put it in here. <laughs> just like, they still was like, no, please take it. Yeah. It's like, no, no, we don't yeah, want it. Like, exactly. It was so yeah, funny. It was fun. um, but it's, it's doing those things because it makes you think. It makes you stop and think, oh, wow, like, yeah. what is going on here, right? And, and you can really start to make those small changes. Now, I think Thailand's probably got a bit of catching up to do um, compared to places like maybe the UAE, Australia, UK, for example. Um, but you can you can feel the, the way it's going with the, the small decisions that people make. Um, I yeah. just thought of another one. Well, when we was in quarantine, so at the start of the year, John tested positive the old COVID. I got locked down because of it. <laughs> just saying. Um, she was with me, <laughs> sorry. Serious. Yeah, but still. Anyway, we're going to that one. Um, but we so I was in quarantine on my own. He was separate separated, and every single meal was in like disposable containers oh, and gosh, cutlery and things yeah. like this. And I'm like, I'll just wash up my one plastic fork. It would be nice if they actually gave me some proper cutlery. Um, but literally by the end of it, I, I saved it all because I wouldn't put it in the bin because I knew if I put it outside the door for them to take, that it would just go in the bin. Yeah. So I just kept it all. And I was like, I didn't, I didn't know what to do with it. Now that sounds like an art piece. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. So it's interesting. I recently got back into to, to some art. 
um, just like painting and stuff. I don't think I can quite give myself the title of an artist, um, but just just for kind of for fun. And just from speaking to you now, though, so John and I go along the beach and we pick up like the, the waste and that kind of stuff that gets thrown back up onto the beach. Now I'm like, no, I'm going to do something with it. I don't know what. <laughs> Watch this space. I might be messaging numerous because then what do I do with all of this? Oh, um, I love Give me some inspiration. But no, but that I can just feel that's already something else. It's something different because then whenever I create yeah. it, that can live on the beach, like right? It. And the other people can see them and do something, and you know, you don't know where it can lead. And I think anybody listening to this, just think about what's the smallest thing, like one thing, because it can lead into so many other incredible exactly. Things. Oh, now that you're talking about beaches in Thailand, um, like because. We like, I love going to the beach and like the beaches here in Australia, I would say it's fairly clean. You know, I did a beach clean up the other day and it took me like two hours to find like maybe 10 pieces of trash, which I'm so thankful for. But when we went to um, Thailand for a little bit of a break, we stayed at this resort and they were so proud of their own private beach and, you know, everything's so spectacular. So one morning early, I went uh, just to kind of walk along the beach and I was like, holy crap, like there's so much trash here. So I had a bag with me and I started filling it and I filled it like within probably not even five or 10 minutes. And I was like, oh my gosh, look at these beautiful sun loungers. Maybe I'll start filling them too. And I filled about two or three sun loungers and I went to the hotel lobby and I was like, pouring out the trash there in the middle of the hotel lobby and I was like what is this like what is this trash on your beach and like talking to them and they're like oh man can we please go like into another room and I was like no the people that stay here need to see what kind of trash you've got so I was going through their trash with them and they were just like oh, you know and so that happened for about two or three days in a row where I did my beach cleanups and the fourth day I woke up, I got to the beach and it was clean. There was no trash. To oh, <laughs> and then I, then I caught the guys like, you know, cleaning the last few things. And I was like, that's really, you know, sad that you've got this beautiful beach and every single morning it gets flooded with trash. And obviously it's not the resort's trash, all of them, yeah. but um. What I kind of pointed out, you know, every time we're having a cocktail, they are putting two straws in, like, you know, and I ask, please, no straw. And then every guest gets two straws. So it's things like that, that, you know, as a as a company, you kind of realize, oh, hang on, there's like hundreds of these straws on our beach. Maybe it's coming from us as well. So it's kind of things that you think about that. So I would love to go and do a visit in Thailand to get some more art supplies, though. Oh, there you go. I'll, <laughs> I'll just save them up. Yeah, yeah, there's tons of art supplies out here. <laughs> you, you come stay with us. You can do this big art thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, honestly. Sounds think- great it's um it's yeah I, I love that I love the way you just call people out on it as well like that that's actually like like I said earlier truly yeah. true true leadership um it really really is and I think it's incredible what you're up to um do, do you have like a, a tribe of people that are following you with this obviously I know you've got your podcast um but like it, tell me more about maybe your community so um, I've got quite a few people still. Obviously, I spend quite a, lot, a long time in the UAE. So a lot of people from the UAE, as well as Australia, the US and um, South Africa as well. And a lot of people follow me on Instagram. And um, 
and again with the podcast as well because that I've been doing also since pretty much 2018 and the podcast was actually started because of that um, waste me not challenge where I wore my trash because I just felt I had to answer these people's questions <laughs> in some form so that's when the podcast was born and um, so at the moment I'm kind of building a, quite a bigger community um, on Discord as well so that's being launched in the next month and that's kind of more connected to um, to my NFT project which I'm launching and kind of the whole thing with that is to be able to give back to the community. So I've selected like three organizations that I work close with um, to support them with, um, you know, sales and also, you know, some of the elements from, from the NFTs also, you know, shining a light on, um, on the stuff that's causing pollution, as well as the, the, the people well species that basically pays the price the most like our critically endangered species and you know all of them so that's kind of whole <laughs> linked in all of that and um so there's there's quite a cool community that's starting to be built around that as well so I'm really excited about that and yeah it's just kind of growing into something something great so yeah excited about amazing. that as well amazing all so because you went and climbed Kilimanjaro exactly. and you was really <laughs> being reflective and taking stock and using life challenges in a very inspiring way right and God, i'm so excited to see where see where this leads and count me in for your uh, discord community and your nfts everything <laughs> oh awesome thank you <laughs> <laughs> sorry I, I think it's just truly believe that when like your experience climbing Kilimanjaro, obviously that everyone doesn't have to go and climb Kilimanjaro to, to see what impact they're having on the world and to do something about it. But I think the more people travel and the more people get out there and see what's happening to our world at the moment, and not just not just what damage is happening, but also the beauty that is out there this, uh, that we want to that we want to maintain and, and save. That I think that's when people start to ask those questions. Okay, what what can I do to to help this? And I think that's I think that's the thing. Get out there, see it, feel it, experience it, and then you'll get a good sense, like I said, of like what what you're passionate about um, in terms of sustainability or helping out to to make a difference in the world. And it could be um, waste free. It, it could be something completely different. Um, it could be whatever you want it to be. Whatever you, whatever resonates with you but i think the more that someone can go out there and see it and feel it and experience it they will find what what resonates with them and they'll find what they're passionate about in terms of like uh, their their sustainable journey definitely and i mean traveling for me so i know yeah there is a carbon footprint associated with that and i try my best to kind of you know offset that um as well but no, that's that's one of the things that's kind of you know another bucket list for me is to actually travel to every single country in the world and the reason behind that is not just to go and you know fly and have these elaborate holidays but it's really to you know communicate and to um to learn about these cultures so one of my really um great friends he's actually traveled to every single country in the world before he was 27 oh. and um and that was just like phenomenal so every time we're going to a place I'm just like oh Sol you know like how is that there or you know how's the people here or where where's the most sustainable place or where have you had the best tap water and, you know, so we always have these conversations and I was like, I want 
want to be able to answer that as well. I love so that. that's one of the things that I feel, you know, you, it's it's really, it just broaden your horizons. And, you know, it also kind of, for me, brings that gratitude as well. Because, you know, if you go to places where things aren't as great, and, you know, it just brings you back to really appreciate what you've got even more. Definitely. Absolutely. I'm curious to know the answer. Where was the most sustainable place your friend saw it? Oh gosh, I think it was <laughs> Norway or something. Yeah, I can believe yeah. that. I can believe that. Yeah. Well, what they do. He he was one of the guests on my podcast, and we like went through all of these questions. So it was a while back, but I think it was some Scandinavian. <laughs> I love that. Um, I really love what you just said there as well about is it bringing about bringing it back to gratitude for what we do have, and also the power that we have to actually be able to make a difference. Because I think all of this is is very practical, which is great, but actually beneath it all, it's very spiritual. It's something that really connects us all, and it affects us all. And the more that we can remember that we are all one and the same on pretty much every level we won't get too deep yeah. here but pretty much on every level like and when we but then we start to honor each other and then when we honor each other we start to honor the earth and that i think is something that i wish that people would start to connect with on a much deeper level because when they do all those stresses all those worries all those concerns they don't just disappear but they become anchored in a place of resource in a place place of faith that actually something can change so I really really and I've said this already probably a few <laughs> times I really love and appreciate the work that you're doing in the world um it's so so powerful and please please just keep on doing what you're doing keep growing keep expanding um, and I'm curious to know though is there anything else you want to add to this conversation before we let our listeners know where they can find you Oh gosh, I think we we've covered um quite a lot. Um yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, basically I'm just like so so grateful for like my journey that you know kind of started and you know how it's going and that I'm I'm in a position that you know to help other people and like one of the things that's really really important and I've kind of learned that also the hard way because you know, as you, you're so like, you know, I need to make all of these changes. Now you kind of, you know, get frustrated when people don't want to join the party, I would say, or the, <laughs> the sustainability bus, you know, and you're like, oh, you're going to miss it. And you try to like force family and you try to like force people, you know, don't take a straw, don't use this, don't you, you become like almost this little dictator, you know? So that was how I was in like the early days. And I've just discovered that, you know, if, if I want people to kind of, you know, join me on the sustainability um, bus and actually have a, you know, really good time, then that's not the way to go. You know, it's, it's better to kind of lead by example. If people see, hang on, Mariska saying no straw, then, you know, maybe I should do that too. Or, you know, they, they kind of watch you and do and then kind of follow if that's what they want to do. And if someone don't want to be on this journey, don't force them because that just makes them even want to do it less. Um, so that's just like a, a thing that I would love to add. Just, you know, take, take it one step at a time and just have empathy because, you know, not everyone's in the same position and not everyone had the same background. Maybe that person hasn't had that aha moment um, you know, you can always try your best to help them and educate them. 
but you know I try not to be too preachy as that just like people will not jump on the bus they'll run away (laughs) that's such a valid point and something else I love uh, in and around that is that we all like you said are on our own journeys but very often like we only know what we know don't we so until somebody says actually no I don't want a straw that could be the first time somebody actually is like oh why like genuinely yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's the door opening like it's something people never thought but I hadn't yeah it was it was only in the last what five years that we've become more conscious mm. before like around sustainability before that we didn't really give it much thought right and and that's okay but that's where we were right but it's it's just knowing like you've said there is like the more you can plant the seeds the more you can lead by example be the change you want to see in the world all of that kind of stuff <laughs> like the the bigger the movement becomes and the bigger your sustainability bus gets yeah and I mean I I've been there done you know I look back um I I sometimes don't like the Facebook highlights when it comes back on the holiday (laughs) photo of me sipping cocktails with like three single-use plastic straws in it and I was like oh (laughs) but you know I kind of appreciate that Mariska at that time and I'm like I'm grateful for you you've learned a lot you will never do that again but you know you kind of you know just take it as part of your journey because we all grow and it is sometimes great to actually see where you were and where you today and kind of you know makes me excited to see what's going to happen in another few years nice excellent that's beautiful i think it's a very nice way to finish it off from there. So uh, let our listeners know, where, where can they find you if they want to know more about what you do or really get involved with your sustainability bus? And... <laughs> yeah, sure. So the best place would probably be um, on Instagram. So yes. it's just at zero waste Mariska, M-A-R-I-S-K-A for Mariska. <laughs> and um, they can listen to the podcast as well. Uh, it's the Mama Earth Talk podcast. So they can basically find that anywhere they find podcasts to listen to <laughs> or just go to the website, which is mamaearthtalk.com. And for all of my artwork, um, they can have a look at, um, on Instagram, there's like the whole gallery on design by Mariska. And um, they can also check the website, uh, designbymariska.com. And that is also where there is some snippets on the NFT as well, which is being launched next month. So um, they can get some more information on there as well. So that's, pretty much where you can find me awesome. or if we'll... you're in Perth hit me up for a coffee <laughs> <laughs> awesome so we'll, we'll definitely put all the obviously links in the show notes so people can easily just click and find you um very conveniently yeah definitely awesome. so Mariska thank you so much for joining us today sharing your wisdom sharing your journey sharing everything you're up to in the world we really really appreciate you being here and I'm no doubt Alice is going to really enjoy this episode and uh we I would also like to just add here as well is like anybody that's listening to this that does decide they want to start making changes for them to share them with us so we can share them with you and because i think it's important that that we see the work that's happening and the ripple effect that happens as well so we're encouraging you we're rooting for you (laughs) who knows maybe there'll be a little something in it for you Uh, i just decided that so okay (laughs) 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 okay (laughs) 
Amazing. I love that. I love that. Yeah, please let me know. Yeah, then there might be something in them from this side as well. Oh, there, you go. there you go. Something's brewing. Something's brewing. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me. If you enjoyed this episode and you haven't done so already, hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Then share it with a friend who you think might benefit. Spread the word. That's how we're going to impact the world by helping each other. We appreciate you so much and as always, unconditional love and wellness to you.